When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? Episode 76 is the Janiel. 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 Okay. Um, baby ballot name. She did not come to be. I was going to say. Um, but before we actually get into the episode recap, I did have one order of business. Okay. I'll take your order. I wanted to discuss how uh, just this past week came out a trailer for Shiny Slander. And what is Shiny Slander? For those who don't know, I, I want to say it was like two months after Shiny Happy People. I think it was August. Okay. That there first started pop, popping up this thing about how raising money to do their own four-part docuseries. Kind of as like as a rebuttal to Shiny Happy People. So in support of IVLP. Correct. Okay. So it's headed up by this lady named Holly... Her beef is that that it's like you know hurting all Christians and homeschoolers and that things that are, that were just presented and they just aren't true and any any whoozle. So this lady she's been doing it um and it's really interesting. I could go on about her for I'm gonna cut. I'll keep it real short. Mm. The odd thing about her is that like she didn't seem to be deep into IBLP herself. She okay. did attend seminars. But it doesn't look like her kids were ATI kids or any of her nine kids or like whatever. It's a weird situation. So you're like, why are you riding so hard for this? It's like, it's odd. Yeah. But um, like, for example, she so she's been raising money with the goal of 300000 Currently, checking it right before recording, they've raised $3,020. Okay. So just a little bit short of <laughs> little, little of short. their goal. So you're kind of like, how did you, so, oh, so in the, um, the, what's it called? Trailer that came out this week, it has Bill Gothard in it. Like she has him like in an interview with him and stuff. You don't hear mm-hmm. him talk, but you see that like some footage and it was like, how, you know, you're wondering how the fuck did you, if you raised $3,000, how'd you even do the trailer? Well, I guess the trailer costs like 15,000. And she was like, that was from other donations that you don't see on the. On the like tracker thing or whatever, okay. but I don't whatever. But it is interesting because I've been watching her as she's clearly um, researching for this shiny slander. You rebuttal. enjoy some research, and I see her asking for exact documents, which you know, hey, I love a fucking document. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but it's been interesting watching her and her take on what 
constitutes as like that was never taught more i'm like oh honey it was though like yeah it was and i'm just watching her ask for things that i'm like i have that i could point it to you right now <laughs> but i'm not I'm not going to like yeah. <laughs> but it it's interesting um i have a lot to say and it's not even come out so i mean it could be I, I'm stopping. If keep, it comes out, yeah, I'm I'm keeping it short. Yeah, I'm like it says coming 2024, and I'm like, oh really? With three thousand dollars there in your You're little bank? Raise twelve grand. How long has it been open for? I think like August ish. But if you're saying it's coming later this year, and you've got one percent raised of your goal, I think that's quite lofty to put a trailer out. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. Um. So I don't know. If anybody was interested or heard about it or haven't seen the trailer, you can uh, look it up. The thing that's wild about this lady, though, is um, she's done some, like, YouTube videos. Like, she's, like, a mommy, like, disciplining your children, like, whatever, like, person or whatever. That's her shtick. That's her her niche that she does. Um, and she also believes in blanket training, which is something we'll get to that the Duggars do. But, um... Anyway, so she's done, she did a video that was, like, called, Was I in a Cult? And she, she <laughs> I'm embarrassed for her. Oh, no. I'm embarrassed for her, quite honestly. Because, so she's talking about how Shiny Happy People is such a misrepresentation of Bill Gothard and his teachings. Mm-hmm. And she completely, and she keeps talking, she keeps saying Ginger is in the documentary. Okay. Multiple times. People will call her out uh, in the comments, and she's like, I know, I addressed it in the description. And then, all, you know, on all these different websites, people are like, uh, that's not who was in it. I yeah. know, I said so, blah, blah, blah. And like, she's even gone back and forth with people in comments where she's like, is that why you're here to tell me that I said the wrong name? But here's the thing she does not simply say the wrong name, mm-hmm. she literally conflates the two. Okay. So the issue is, she talks about in this video about how she felt like the producers of Shiny Happy People probably presented Ginger's story in a way that she didn't want it because it's very in her book. She talks about how wonderful her upbringing was and how great her parents were. And it's flashing Ginger's book on the screen <laughs> and then flashing Ginger doing interviews like press stuff. Oh, my God. And says, but so I just don't feel like the people in Shiny Happy People edited it the way she would have liked because that's not like her book. You're talking. You're you're ta- You're taking two people and making them one person. Right. So this and using is using that as the basis of your argument. This is not simply, you know, if I could get past just like saying the wrong name one time on yeah. accident. This is not that. No. She's literally combining them into one person, <laughs> and leaving that video up. I'm like, you should take that. That's embarrassing. Take that, down, take that yeah. shit down. That's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for your life and your soul. That's embarrassing. But so I'm like, oh, if this is what we're working with, I'm real curious to see this someday down the road. If it gets made. Should be interesting. So that was more official podcast related news. Mm -hmm. I have something that's a little less official. Okay. But still semi podcast related. So in my job, I create and record training videos for some of our clients, right? And their employees. And I was recording one the other day. And I realized in in the middle of it, I said, merp. And I had to start all over. <laughs> uh, I have to remind myself, like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking on this podcast. Like, I, you know, I'm not talking regular. I'm like, I, I'm like, I need to be like, nope, you're in. 
you're in work mode what, what mode. was it what was it oh it's because i was talking about um hand washing and proper glove use and how they go hand in hand oh, and then i was all is. and i was all merp and then i was like god damn it <laughs> start all the way over and i didn't i didn't want to just leave it in because my my boss has already been very nice that she she allows for jokes she allows for us to be ourselves she allowed mildred when she popped up in a video she's like nope mm-hmm. be your authentic self it's fine yep. but i'm not trying to push things i'm not trying right. to have mildred be in every video i'm not trying to say merp to people who have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about right. but i was just like wow i gotta and now I'm kind of because I'm like, I hope I never said that any other time and didn't notice. But I think they'd let me know, right? I would assume so. I think yeah. they'd let me know. So, so, yeah, that was my realization that I say merp even more than I realize. <laughs> Any hoozle. I think we can get to the actual episode now. So this episode is called Josie Duggar's First Hug. Mm-hmm. And it premiered March 9th, 9th 2010. The episode begins at the Cornish house with all the kids in the computer room doing their schoolwork. Each at their own computer with headphones and Lego once again recounts the story of how he and Cannon first heard about homeschooling at a conference. Gee, I wonder what conference he's referring to. (laughs) Uh, And then that they met several families who did homeschool and the kids just seemed so mature and all the kids got along. One of the things that she said is she was like, oh, we just saw the children excelling academically. How did you see that? How did you see that? was exactly my question. <laughs> yeah. How did you, like, were they reciting things, like, for yeah, you right. so they could show off how academically, ex- like, excellent they are? I don't yeah, get it. I don't think you saw that. And, I like, also put, like, what standards, like, we talked about this this week when companies are like, we're number one in our brand and blah, 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 but then they have nothing cited. It's like, what are your, what, because you made you a sick. list and you put yourself number one? Top, like, yeah. Top of our class. Yeah. Who else is in the class? What yeah. are you judging on? Yeah. They're like, well, we said so. In the latest ATI poll, they deemed that all of their children are most likely to get a pre-law degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after talking about seeing these families and kids, Lego said, and we thought, we really want those character qualities in our children's lives. Mm-hmm. Then... Baby Cannon gives her fluff about how life is a classroom and how learning is really fun and, quote, not a difficult thing. <laughs> okay, so I can get down with the whole life, life as a whole, you know, is the learning process and inside and outside of a classroom setting. Like, I can, whatever, I can get down with that. I can, and I agree that learning can be fun. But once again, it's them saying these things with us knowing what we know about them and their education, you know, and it just kind of makes you, like... You roll your eyes. You're like, this isn't just your standard being like, life is a classroom. Learning's fun. It's not. Yeah. So some of the little kids are huddled around a laptop in another room watching a nature program or something. Mm -hmm. And Jamesy Bug is rocking the headlamp once again. (laughs) Did you notice? I did not. If I'd known there was going to be such such a presence with it, I would have made this like a A bingo square. square, But I mean, who knew? Who the fuck knew? Yeah. And then Lego says... We believe in teaching our children responsibility at a young age. <laughs> it's really too bad that Boob said it and not Canon because this would definitely be a like we know Michelle Square, Jeez, but he yeah, said thing. it, not her. But it's like, yeah, we know you have them fucking taking care of their siblings at the age of six. We know. <laughs> Lego then refers to how even young Johanna is sitting with Jordan to watch it, um, like a video on words or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Hanny has Jordan on her lap as they watch, and she kind of talks along with the video. And he's like, see, you're learning to read. Like, and, and she's just re- she's just reciting what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally that's cute because it's like a little kid wanting to help and be grown up with their younger sibling. But we know it's she's probably ooh, two years away from mm-hmm. it being a full-blown expectation. So it hits a little different. <laughs> it's not the same level not of cute. Not the same feeling. No. Yeah. Cannon goes on to mention how the older kids practice with the little kids and it makes it more fun. And she says, quote, I'm thrilled because I see my older ones are learning to be good teachers and that is invaluable for them because my children are getting the joy of learning to teach others what they already know. And everybody loves to share what they know. And if they do it, I don't have to. (laughs) Exactly. When she said, and this is invaluable for them, I was thinking, lady. Not for them. It's invaluable for you. Let's be real. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, man. Um, And also, this just, once again, paints this very joyful picture of their kids. They just happen to love doing it, you know? (laughs) And some may. I'm not saying some, you know, that not all of them hate it or whatever. But as always, this glosses over the fact that she is dependent on the older children to kind of educate Correct. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, her children. And and it's not just something that they've picked on their own. It's the system in place. And again, doesn't mean some of them don't enjoy it. Because some people are natural born teachers. Mm-hmm. And, and that does excite them. But it's still not the same as what they're selling here. Yeah. There's the joy they sell. And then all the details and realities behind it. That I'm just not going to talk about. That. Yeah. Now we're taken back to Springdale, to the Pest Nest, where we first watch Pest and Anna having morning devotions. Pest is sleepy as always. Yep. (laughs) And he says spending the morning reading God's words sets the focus of, quote, my number one goal is to honor God. Is it? Anything else comes second. Is it? Real rich coming from him. Yes. There's a very funny, ironic part of this scene coming up. I know so what you're kind of. Um, to save money, they've been having Anna cut Pest's hair. Um, now that he doesn't have his mommy to <laughs> shave his pimply neck. Remember, at the, yeah. I love you, Josh. Um, Anna has taken over those duties now. Mm-hmm. As Anna prepares to give him a cut, it is very appropriate that she covers him with a trash bag <laughs> as a makeshift cape. Oh, it's so good. A trash bag for that fucking pile of garbage. So apropos. Could not be more fitting. I'm like, <laughs> you couldn't write this better. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, apparently, last time, Anna cut his hair. You know, like, we all have trash moments in our life. Like, we're, like we've all, you know, done something, been the asshole. We all have trash mm. bag moments. But there's being having a trash bag moment, and then there's being a fucking pile of garbage, like a human pile of garbage. <laughs> that is him. Okay, so, apparently, last time Anna cut his hair, there was nearly a a bald spot Mm -hmm. on the side of his head, which we had our own very short-lived period of time of cutting (laughs) Tim's hair. (laughs) Had some not-so-great results twice, and then we noped out of that. (laughs) We just did it twice, though. I feel like with a little bit more... I did it once, and then you did it yourself once, and then we never did it again. (laughs) 
I also feel like you're such an anxious person that like we never would have you never would have kept going doing it because I feel like you would have been too anxious about it. I felt like we hadn't properly researched and we just started doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Um, we do cut my hair though, and we have for years now. Yeah, I cut my own bangs. I, I literally used to sit in front of the mirror and a couple times like literally cut my own hair. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we got one of those uh, clip things. There's like a bubble level on it. Yeah, and then Tim yeah. cuts my hair. I also color my own hair and have for. I'm having an identity crisis right now, though, because um, I've literally had the same color for half my life. I just turned 34. I have been Wella Dark Sand since I was 17. The WDS, eh? It's it's literally exactly what my old hairstylist was doing for me and i'm like mm, i can do this cheaper so i just knew exactly what she did and i started yeah. going to the beauty supply store and doing it myself so minus um short period of time in my senior year for a split second i'm like i'm gonna go blonde bad idea uh and because it takes so many you know you have to do a lot to get that taken up after the first session my hair was orange <laughs> and then i noped out and was like never mind but the unfortunate part is the orange period of time before i said fuck it and redyed it again mm-hmm. senior pictures so <laughs> bad timing. <laughs> me in the yearbook i'm orange my head is orange and i have a fucking tomato Ugh. This, the reason i can't be blonde is because it brings out all my red undertones i look like a fucking cherry tomato with hair so i like have like i look like an or like a cherry tomato with like orange peel hair it's terrible so there's my senior picture but it's always bad timing it always i remember i had the same like two people that cut my hair at the place by my house for a long time and I remember right before some big event, and I don't remember if it was school or music or church or something, um, we went, they had a new person that was doing it. And we like very specifically explained like how we wanted it. And the first thing the lady did was took the clippers and went <laughs> like back to front <laughs> and literally ruined all of it. So I have this like way too short, like just shaved my head yeah. cut and i remember my mom was fucking furious <laughs> uh, yeah, it, was it is always bad timing oh but um i said it and i didn't say it, tell the whole thing so the identity crisis literally if i'm 34 and i've been doing this color since i was 17 my entire adult half my life and my the entirety of my adult life i have been wella dark sand wds so I used to always go to Sally for it. And then when I realized I could get on Amazon, I was like, perfect. I don't have to see people. I don't have to leave my house. This is great. That's how I've been doing it for a couple of years now. Went to go order it like in early December before our party. And it was like unavailable. And I'm like, huh, the fuck? So I'm like, God damn it. I have to go to the store. So I drive my ass to Sally. It's not there. I think it's been discontinued entirely. So then I'm standing there trying to find another color that I think is going to be the same. And I'm like, what? I'm like having a fucking identity crisis. My entire life, I've been adult life. I've been Della. Della, Wella, dark sand. What am I now? So I found another color, and it's a little, it's a little dark in the beginning. So is the dark sand, but I, always, you know, what it fades to. So you're like, you're fine. This, I was just like, I don't know if I can handle this. So I'm in a weird spot right now where I don't have an identity with. It's I mean, been if you're no Wella, dark sand. I mean, what are you at all? I know. I wish they'd bring it back. It was good color. Any hoozle. So it's that's like not discontinued in like the Asian market. So you're gonna start overseas shipping well of dark sand. You gotta find it somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's gotta have it, right? <laughs> but no, like their entire Wella display was completely different. I was like, what is going on? So yeah, something's going on. Okay. So that's to say 
that uh we have done our own DIY hair, we know. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so Anna is uh cutting her trash bags hair. <laughs> she did a pretty good job at the end. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Shooting back to Cannon, she says that Jim Bob has just been wonderful picking up her slack while she's been at the hospital with Josie. What do you think of a Lego has to parent square? I mean, that's how they presented it. I don't believe it super well, but I believe it. Yeah, it's like... Is a, ba- is a bingo square. Yeah. So um, I'm like, well, really, the one who's picking up the slack is the girls. They're just doing more. <laughs> right. And then and grandma. And then also, I think he's playing up that yeah. he's doing more, more than Agreed. anything else. So he's loading up the kids to take them to a park to get some energy out. And in a talking head, Michelle says he loves his children that he often says they're his hobby. Okay. (laughs) So to get to the park, they first have to cross a bridge. And our dancing king is nervous. Quote, because some bridges, they can break from a lot of people on it. So that's (laughs) what I was scared about. Well, they always talk about they have a giant family. So, of course, he assumes it's a lot of people. Yeah. There's a foam belt clip in this scene, too. Okay. Foam belt clip. I'm going to put, you know what? I'm going to put a pickle on that one. And then we get an Our Girl Johanna Square. There's a lot of good Hanny moments in this. As they're walking across the bridge, Hanny says to Ginger, You know what, Ginger? I like bridges now. I just love little kids that think that they're having like real, like adult conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I just love yep. it. Um, then poor little Jennifer. Oh, she biffs it good. Hard. Like, face first, plants. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, she gets mm-hmm. it pretty good. And in a talking head, our favorite little duo reacts. <laughs> and Hanny says, that was kind of not neat. Not neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to start saying things are kind of not neat. <laughs> Back to the bridge, Hanny continues talking to Ginger as they walk, saying how she could drown and there's fishes in the water and they will bite her bad. And Ginger says, oh, my. <laughs> Just what you do. Yeah. Um, and as Hanny continues on, she says, so she better not jump out. <laughs> and then we get a good Ginger face. Because she's all, don't worry, Hanny. I swear they're not. And she does like her like little side eye thing that, that she does. All right. Where's Ginger face? Ginger face. Where are you? It was very good because it was that little kid like you can tell that they're trying to think of what's the next thing to say in this conversation yeah so it was like it was just like a bunch of little stunted senses that were all a part of the same narrative it was kind of yeah and i'm like because it is just kind of random i'm like at first i'm like is she talking about if Ginny had fallen in Mm -hmm. is she talking about her is she talking like you kind of it, it, I don't think it really matters, but she's got this whole thing in yeah. her head about if you fall in the water and there's fish that can bite, so you better not. Yeah. So she better not jump out, and it's like, oh, don't worry, Hanny. There was a moment too, like I think we've talked about our nephew when he said, "Made me so mad, <laughs> makes me so mad." She had a moment like that where she was talking about being in the water, and she was like, "And the fishes will bite her so bad." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And our niece, um, it's the same. It's the, but I can't have it, can I, niece? That same niece. She was a little bit older, but like she's probably like seven or so. But I'll never forget her coming and sitting on like sitting on our bed at our townhouse in our room. And she was like, you have 
oh you have popcorn ceilings and i was like i just crack up anytime i feel like a little kid like thinks that they're having like an adult conversation Mm -hmm. like or i I don't know if hanny necessarily thought it was an adult conversation but just like little kids like making conversation cracks me up Mm -hmm. and with elsa at that point she definitely thought that was like adult conversation to be talking about popcorn ceilings and i remember when i told my sister she's like oh there's a kid that's raised on hgtv playing in the background all day that's pretty funny but yeah i think that's funny or like i remember being in school and me and my friends being on the monkey bars and having a whole conversation about how diet dr pepper tastes the same as regular dr pepper no it does not it does not but that was like the commercials at the time right yeah so it's like our idea of like second grade conversation was to talk about diet dr pepper and how it tastes the same as one does yeah. I mean, isn't that what adults, isn't that what you talk about? That's, That's what like, I do at ma- work. Isn't that like what mature people talk about? Popcorn exactly. ceilings and Diet Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. while you monkey around on the bars? That's what you do. Any hoozle. So now they arrive, they're at the park. They've crossed this bridge and they did not fall apart. Jackson can, whew, <laughs> Jackson can be relieved. Uh, and I personally feel like we get an inappropriate attire square because... As we watch Joy and some of the others, but mainly Joy, um, she's the one who mainly caught my eye mm-hmm. because she's climbing around high in these like rocks in her sandals and skirt. <laughs> so did you notice that? I did not, actually. So um, do you agree? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I have another square that's up for interpretation on this same, under the same vein, because as they're approaching the park... There's a voiceover of Lego saying that he likes to get them out of the house uh, a couple times a week to run around and play now that they're, they don't have like their acreage and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as he's saying that, they shot the shot that they're showing, like they zoom in on Joy's feet walking in her sandals. Mm-hmm. So I interpret this as a potential OG Snarkers square. What do you think? I, I can see that. Because yeah. he's talking about getting out and like running around getting out their energy and they're like zoomed in on Joy's <laughs> shoes. Okay. Like specifically on her sandals. That. Yes. Okay. So you're voting yes? Yep. All right. Anyway, so we got some rapid fire bingo squares at this section. Because we finally get some Lego hands. Yeah. Yep. While he explains how this park is cool because it has tunnels through the grounds. Mm-hmm. So this is our very first Lego hands. It's also where the they the where they cross the bridge to get to the park is over the the river where you can see the submarine that they were and on in the last the woods. episode. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. As they're passing, he's like, hey, look, there's that submarine we went to. So, And while they're playing, they're wearing their little, like, what do you call them? They're like, like sailor they're hats. They're like sailor hats. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. that was clearly. But actually, you can tell. We'll get to it. Never mind. So, um, and our, so talking about these cool tunnels, right? And our dancing king, well, he is tempted by these tunnels <laughs> tempted to give away a piece of his heart yeah, i forgot about because this. he says quote i like the tunnels i want to stay there i want to kiss it <laughs> oh my yeah and hanny says you want to kiss the tunnel yuck <laughs> get a girl hey hanny don't be yucking his yum yep <laughs> as tim always quotes from 30 rock right mm-hmm. go ahead you always say it Freaky deekies need love too. Yep, yep. I mean, you know, <laughs> don't Tracy be, Jordan said, "Don't be a uh, yucking his yum." <laughs> so if Jackson, you know, finds himself in the future still catching feelings for tunnels, <laughs> um, 
you know, he might have a future with TLC beyond his family's canceled show. <laughs> because it's like that one guy from My Strange Addiction, which I don't think you ever saw it. Where he was but in love with his car. He's in love with his car. Yeah, it's all over yeah. the place. I can't remember the guy's name, but the car was named Chase. And it was like a really old, ugly, like... Was it like a red? It was red, it was red. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it was like a Chevy Lumina or something really ugly like that, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, Chase, or so Chase... Um, the guy's name, whatever his name was, he like legit would like in the episodes like making out with it. And he talks about like having sex with it and stuff. So all I'm saying, freaky deaky, is if Jackson finds himself feeling a, a some type of way about tunnels mm-hmm. uh, later in life, maybe he you know, just get TLC on the horn if he's in need of some cash or something. I would be willing. Options. I would be willing to trade for me like a you know like an executive producer credit or something. Um, the title of what are we digging on? Why? The name of his show on TLC about his love oh. of tunnels. What are we digging on? <laughs> got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Took me a minute. So now Lego and can Oh, and then the kids sing. I don't have anything about it. Do you? No. I mean, I feel the only thing I put on there was that potentially there's a their real children one because you got to watch them like running around and playing on slides and climbing on shit and. You know, they're real children. Oh, That's so how I felt. Okay. All right. Okay. So now Lego and Cannon are headed to the hospital to see Josie again. And she's now 40 days old, which is why I was like, uh, like when they were wearing their little sailor hats. Didn't they say she was 39 days old in that? I don't remember. I thought like the last time. Yeah. So either way, this is like back, like back to back mm-hmm. really close. So she's now 40 days old and Michelle is getting to hold her for the very first time is going to do um, skin to skin. She reminds the cameraman that, of course, my modesty part is we can see the skin of the baby, but not the skin of mama. So the nurse lifts Josie and kind of helps tuck her basically inside Michelle's shirt. It was like a button up shirt that she had like unbuttoned like. Yeah three buttons yeah i mean there was not a lot going on it it wasn't there was nothing going on but uh and we get a nickname bingo square Mm, did you notice did she call her kitten yep because now that i'm paying attention she called her kitten again she said so she's like you know kind of like snuggling her she says it's been such a long time kitten so where's nicknames mildred she mildred's very into this game today and i had already watched the episode like two days ago and tim was watching it today and as Tim was watching, <laughs> there's a part where Michelle pulls like her collar-ish part of mm-hmm. her shirt, the tiniest little bit, and Tim was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't aware that we were going to be watching softcore porn in this episode. <laughs> so like, I he... forgot what her countenance looked like because I was staring at that small batch of skin. He was like, I, he was all, "Whoa, whoa!" I wasn't aware we were going to be watching such smut. In this season. Yeah. Pure, unadulterated smut. And he had the volume on really high. And I'm like, wow, this is one of those sessions where it wasn't even dark. I'm like, you're just like outwardly watching this at, <laughs> in the afternoon. At four o'clock in the and, like, afternoon. And like on the, with the, I, I turn the the volume way up because now that there's no captions, like you really have to turn <laughs> it up. So it's like blast. You're just like blasting porn in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's true. The windows and doors open. Yep. Whew. There's no shame in my game. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just kind of, I'm genuinely happy for Michelle. And she says, since all the fear and the terror of her 
having to be born early. This is the most calming moment I've had this whole episode of new new season of life. Yeah. So yeah, um, this does have to be such a huge moment. Like she's not out of the woods at all, but you know, it has to be a comforting moment for Michelle. And yeah. I'm happy for her for that. So. Yeah. Made some progress. Yep. So and that's kind of the end of the episode. Yeah. They ended it, it a- real smutty. <laughs> it was again like not a crazy episode, but we got more bingo squares. We got good seven moments. Not even including the middle. Yeah. But I'm nowhere close. Um, I have three as my most. Yeah, I the the best should, I have is two. They should have let Jana speak, and we should have had a Duggar time thing. Yeah, right. I've got. Yeah, I was so as many as we got. I'm all over the board. So, my bad. It's eight plus the ninth being the center score, but um, mm-hmm. still no better than two in any of it. Man, I've been averaging three, getting up to four. It's kind of mine. So. Still up for grabs. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So since we record these segments a day apart from each other, I had the opportunity to look up that My Strange Addiction episode with the, the car romance. Okay. And was surprised to find out that Chase and his boothang, um, Nathaniel, I couldn't remember the guy's name, but it's mm-hmm. Nathaniel. So Chase and Nathaniel were from Arkansas. Oh, okay. What do you know? And there was an article from this past August checking in on the couple. And unfortunately, Nathaniel had to break the news, quote, I think people will be surprised to hear that Chase isn't a part of my life anymore. Wow. Seems Chase was destroyed four years ago at the mechanic shop when a, in the article they say a metal structure fell on it. I mean, it kind of looks like maybe it's like the lift type. I don't know. I could be wrong, but okay. something fell on it. There was pictures. Wow. Um. So yeah, he was destroyed. He was killed. Damn. Um. Since then, Nathaniel has tried to move on with other cars, such as a sedan he calls Jordan, who he, d- who he describes as very luxurious, very gentlemanly. Okay. As well as a black SUV named Jet that he says has a cute butt because he likes his taillights. Okay. I'm going to start telling you I like your taillights. <laughs> <laughs> that wagon you're dragging. Um, and there's others. He's got, you know, he's got a, he's got a posse. Wow, a whole harem. Uh, yeah, he does. But I'll just leave it at those two. But despite it, Nathaniel admits that he can't replace Chase and feels his latest flings are more of a friends with benefits situation copy also noteworthy (laughs) besides the small arkansas connection he has a room dedicated to the memory of chase oh complete with photos on the wall and even chase's old bumper serving as a headboard for the bed damn but most interesting is the bedspread it features various photos of him and chase so it's like the pest pillowcase but bumped (laughs) up a few notches (laughs) Much larger uh, fabric-y likeness of the couple. Wow. So there you go. That's an all update right. for you all. Glad what I a could... weird connection. Glad I could provide that. Yeah. 
I'll post pictures of the bedspread. It's very pillow-esque. <laughs> All right. So inspired by the beginning of this episode that focused on their homeschooling, we are once again going to be digging into the Duggars' educational materials. Okay. There will be two sections to this dig. The first section is about the IBLP portion of their schooling, ATI and its wisdom booklets. And I, I doubt you've noticed this, Tim, because I don't know that you know enough what a wisdom booklet looks like to notice. But in this fancy new intro this season, there's a part of the montage where they're all at the table and you can see them with their wisdom booklets. Oh, okay. Yeah, very clear. Wow. Clear. So we have dug into ATI in past digs. We've discussed how it came to be, who was involved in writing the curriculum, as well as the application process and expectations ATI set for families who utilize their program. You've also heard me use wisdom booklets as a source while we discuss many different topics. Mm-hmm. Just an example, relied on them heavily for that dig about the teachings on government, for example. Mm-hmm. But I've used them for many things. We can also thank wisdom booklets for gracing us with such knowledge as finding out what color enhances your skin tones, mm-hmm. how to choose the right hairstyle for your face shape, yep. how long necklaces are slutty because I trap, all of which were taught under medicine, you know, so, well, by the I mean, way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As it should. Yeah. Where else would they put it? So you might be wondering what's left to talk about since we've already had two digs on this. But the one thing we've never done before is really take you through an entire wisdom booklet to give you a feel for it as a whole. Mm-hmm. So just a reminder, the entire curriculum centers around the Sermon on the Mount. Each wisdom booklet starts with a verse from Matthew, and everything taught in that booklet is supposed to somehow relate back to that verse. Okay. So just imagine what you're in for when you're taking a Bible, Bible verse and forcing it to apply to history, science, law, and medicine. Lots of big stretches to make this happen. Uh, (laughs) So on that note, let's dig into Wisdom Booklet 5, whose verse it's based on is this. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So let's see where Bill Gothard and Inga Cannon go with this. Not our canon, the educational canon. Oh, okay. So just a reminder from our previous digs, Bill Gothard said that Education is either godly or godless. There is no in-between. Of course. Much like we discussed last week, it's black or white, Mm -hmm. good or evil. Red or blue. (laughs) Yeah. When it comes to carpet, it's just red or blue. Yeah. Um, And that ATI is Christ-centered, so good, you know, of course, with all things centering around God's word. And he's posed the question before that I've told you. Are you training your family around God's word, or are you adding God's word to their education? Keeping that in mind, right out of the gate, just under the very short, very simple linguistics section the booklet um, of the booklet, it defines meek as an attitude of humility and gentleness arising out of confident obedience to God and his ways. So that's ATI's taught definition. Okay. I want you to hear how it compares to some more standard dictionary definitions. Okay. So Oxford English Dictionary, humble, submissive, not proud or self-willed, piously humble, patient and unresentful under injury or reproach. And then like their more simplified one, because there's like two versions, quiet, gentle, and, and easily imposed on submissive. Okay. The wisdom booklet also defines inherit as 
to enter into the full possession of the resources which have been laid up in store for Christians. Okay. Versus, for example, more standard dictionary. Receive or be left with from a predecessor or former owner. (laughs) (laughs) There's a different twist to it. So I point that out just to show you how right out of the gate, in the shortest section that's simply giving word definitions, you can definitely already see how they weren't messing around when they said it was Christ-centered. Yeah. As even simple word definitions can't be without mention of God or Christians. Of course. Like those are different. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Oh, and by the way, this is actually one of the shorter wisdom booklets. It's only 32 pages, and most of them are like the 50s. Okay. And even then, I'm skipping a lot of stuff for everyone's <laughs> sake. Um, going through every word would be the trudge of all trudges. So I'm, I'm giving highlights here. Like the kids' magazine? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be allowed. Too secular. <laughs> it's also kind of... They probably teach evolution. Um <laughs> It's also kind of a bummer because in this wisdom booklet, their history section is titled, How Can We Learn the Secrets of Meekness from the Life of Christ? And it's just as it sounds. <laughs> the whole section is about how Jesus yielded his rights to wealth, a good reputation, physical comforts, making his own decisions, etc., etc. Okay. And honestly, I really hate when they take a whole section like history and only tell Bible stories. Because, like, you're going to relate everything back to it anyway. You couldn't come up with anything else for history for this. Anything else. (laughs) Um, And they don't do this all the time. Sometimes the history section really does have topics of world history. But doing it like this in this one, I feel like it's lazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just fill it out with some Bible story. (laughs) You're like, here's Jesus. Uh, He was meek. Yeah. Here's another example. He was meek here, too. And yeah. oh, you know Ingo, how. We don't have anything for the history section. What uh, are we going to do? Uh, he was meek with his rights and his reputation. Yep. Fill it in. Yep. Send it to print. It was like three pages just a bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it just feels a bit lazy. And remember, usually families do a booklet in about a month or so. So for a full month, their history curriculum is how Jesus exemplified meekness. Okay. History. I mean, what else do you need? Nothing. No. Not for that month. No. So that one was real boring. So let's skip ahead to the science resources section. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be good. The big topic is titled, "How does a grain of wheat illustrate the principle of meekness?" <laughs> well, I mean, it gives up all of its earthly riches. <laughs> it doesn't even care about its reputation. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not even on social media. Yielding all know. rights. Yeah. <laughs> so Okay, you ready for the big connection here? Oh, God. By scientific classification, wheat is a fruit, and meekness is a fruit of the spirit. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, it's so obvious. When I think of wheat, I definitely think of the principle of meekness. I mean, they're both fruit. Who doesn't think think of? Who doesn't think of that right away? Maybe people that are gluten-free are just allergic to meekness. (laughs) Have we thought about that? That's you know what. Has anybody explored that connection? You know what? I bet you, if they were still doing this curriculum, there'd be a whole addendum talking about how celiac people don't yield rights. You'll see. You know what? We'll get to it. You'll see. Okay. Allergic to meekness. Just saying. (laughs) He also says the process of death is required to produce both wheat and meekness. (laughs) Now I'm going to read you a chunk of this, and as I do, I just want you to imagine. Little Joy or Little Justin or whatever kid you want, (laughs) sitting around the kitchen table trying to figure out what the fuck this means. Okay? (laughs) Just imagine your joy. 
Okay, so again, like I said, this is the process of death is required to pr- produce both wheat and meekness. That's like the okay. title, right? Then germ within each grain of wheat is a wheat germ. It is actually a miniature plant designed to grow into a wheat stalk and produce a harvest of wheat. Growth begins when the seed's outer coat splits open in the soil. This breaking allows moisture and oxygen to enter the seed and nourish the germ in a process called germination. Doing good so far. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with you. Yep. But then this shit starts. Quote, Within every Christian, there is the life of Christ. Paul affirmed this fact when he said, Christ liveth in me. However, Paul also explained that each Christian must die to self in order for Christ to be properly formed in him so that a harvest of spiritual fruit can be brought forth. This inward growth requires a daily process of death to self, referred to in scripture as crucifixion, in which we take up his cross daily. Sir, I thought we were discussing germination, (laughs) and then things took a fucking turn. Oh, man. It went off the rails real fast. It continues with, the death required for the development of wheat and of meekness can be hindered. And it explains how in order for the seed to germinate, it needs water, oxygen, warmth, and the absence of any of those inhibit the germination process. So I'm so far again, I'm with you, Bill and Inga, right? You know, for example, even if the wheat has oxygen and water, it won't grow if the soil um, is 35 degrees because it needs to be at least 45 degrees to grow, apparently. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm tracking so far. Makes sense. But of course, this is not christ-centered enough this germination talk is far too secular so they had to throw in this at the end likewise meekness is a byproduct of spiritual warmth the water of the word and the energizing spirit energizing of the holy spirit so i'm guessing that means the holy spirit is oxygen here i don't know because we got water losing the metaphor losing the metaphor if the christian becomes spiritually cold stops taking in the water of the word or quenches the holy spirit he will stop developing meekness damn so damn that's so we are the wheat and as wheat we need the holy spirit oxygen uh i think and the word of god water and you know not to be spiritually cold so warmth in order to germinate which i guess germinating is developing meekness is that I right i thought the wheat was inside us the whole time <laughs> i'm confused I, I, some of us oh. not our celiac friends yeah. but the wheat was inside us the whole time but remember guys what makes his advanced training institute advanced is the analogies <laughs> because as bill says analogies teach you to think oh do they know i cannot imagine Jason or Jamesy Bug has any clue what the fuck is going on right no. now. No. Does anybody know what the I don't even know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and when you put that at the end of the part one, you're, I'm like, okay, I'm tracking. I'm tracking mm-hmm. this this wheat and germination mm-hmm. and the things it needs. I'm tracking. And then you end it and you go like, can you remember the first part? It's wild. I just have a hard time imagining any Duggar child understanding that. Mm-hmm. Like Jason probably thinks he needs to, like, water himself and go sit in the fucking sun to, like, grow some meekness or something. Like, good God, these poor kids. Wait, that's not the case? 
<laughs> I'm going to find him sitting outside, like, doused developing in water. meekness. <laughs> so, continuing on, both wheat and meekness depend on healthy roots. Quote, just as a poor or diseased root system will cause wheat to wither, so weak roots within a Christian means that when persecution comes, he will be offended and drop away from a fruitful Christian life. So diseased roots bad uh, for plants and fruitful Christians. Mm-hmm. Got it? Yep. yep. That's what I'm getting. Yep. Jason, you got that? <laughs> Justin? OJ, how you feeling? <laughs> Artist Jed, you're, you're <laughs> tracking? So then there's a whole section about how both wheat and meekness have enemies to their survival. They love, you know, they love to talk enemies. There's a lot of enemies and evil, you know. Yep. Um, so as far as the wheat goes, at first it details various bugs like locusts and maggots and things that can kill a wheat plant in various ways. But you gotta end it Bible, remember? So it says, just as there are many enemies to wheat growth... There are also many enemies to the development of meekness. Every worldly and fleshly impulse that would imp- that would prompt us to exercise our own wills in place of God's will is an enemy to weakness. Or okay. me- I said weakness. <laughs> meekness. You're combining them both. God, now. weak. Yeah, I am. Weak and meekness. Yeah. Weakness. Definitely didn't cover this when I was in school. I didn't have a meek wheat chapter in my science book so did you <laughs> I, I did mean, not i don't recall i don't recall this like last week i, I must have missed the day that was on like when it's okay to murder and steal and then my <laughs> science book missed the uh meek wheat chapter i don't know very yeah. missed out on a lot <laughs> so next up is law resources and the main title is how is the covenant of marriage a classroom for learning meekness Oh. So I'm actually not going to get too deep into this one, only because their teachings on marriage will be a dig of its own in the future. So okay. I don't want to I don't want to take away from that. I was pretty confident that covering wheat germination more in depth wasn't encroaching on any future digs. So I was okay with covering that one more in depth. Okay. But um but as far as the basics on this goes, it first goes over the difference between a covenant and a contract. The most notable difference being that a covenant can only be voided by the death of one of the parties. Sounds great. Okay. Um, Good old death pack. Getting to the meekness part. It says that meekness is the foundation of a marriage covenant as both people yield rights to one another. I would argue one party does a whole lot more yielding than the other. (laughs) But I digress. It then goes on to discuss all the various rights you yield in marriage, which again, I feel is better suited for another dig. But I just want to highlight that these kids, this is their school curriculum that spends four pages on scriptural marriage and yielding rights when it comes to like having friends and hobbies. Those are just some mm-hmm. examples. But I, I don't know. Math is not a main, <laughs> main topic in any wisdom booklet. It's not one of the mains. But they're pre-med. Uh, it's like the priorities. You see them completely at play here. Like math, eh. Being submissive in your marriage, a must-cover topic. <laughs> like, it's just wild. Didn't you say that the the booklets only go up to a certain amount, and then once they, then they start get over. to the end, they start over? Yep. So it's not even like they move up to, like, the next. It's not like graduating middle school and going to high school like you you, start over it'd be the equivalent of 
cool, you're in high school now. Let's start again with your kindergarten. With your kindergarten. Cur- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the thing that's funny is like it's not even like anything is really geared because nothing levels up. There's no different levels. Correct, it's one thing. Yeah. So what they're covering. It's not even just that you're in eighth grade covering kindergarten material, but it's not even like the kindergartens are covering kindergarten material. Like the first, right, bu- right. the first booklet isn't kindergarten material. Yep. The last booklet isn't seventh grade material. Of like course. it's just fucking material. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, okay. So now let's skip to the medicine resources section. Oh man. Which I'm particularly excited about because we okay. know that these kids have the equivalent, you know, equivalent of a pre-med degree and yeah. When they're done, according to Bill, I mean, he would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited about this one because it must be good stuff It's if it's uh, pre-med material. The main title is, How Can the Lack of Meekness Affect the Teeth and the Jaws? They already lost it. I was like, maybe they're going to make it a little bit and like actually get into some real shit. Apparently not. It continues, A person who fails to yield his rights will always be frustrated angry and bitter for others will violate his rights rights is in you know quotations because <laughs> it's not real rights aren't real no or fail to meet his expectations these harmful emotions of frustration anger and bitterness which he constantly experiences then cause physical problems from sleepiness to ulcers a lack of mercy often manifests itself in physical tension of the entire body even the teeth and jaws so, basically, if you grind your teeth, it's because you're angry and bitter from not mm. yielding your rights, a.k.a. not being meek. Makes sense. So, even if, like, even if, like, a poor IBLP wife is grinding her fucking teeth down to powder every goddamn night from, like, stress and anxiety, because stress and anxiety are, are, are one reason but uh, in a multitude of that you can grind your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. Even if that were the case... She'd probably never say anything because the world would know she's a, like a bitter Betty, you know? Mm-hmm. Like admitting Nobody you, wants to be a bitter Betty. Admitting you grind your teeth and it'd be like, oh, bitter, <laughs> angry, frustrated. <laughs> the look of, the look of like incredulousness on your face is hilarious. It's just everything is related back to they they take everything and relate it back to a way they don't want you to act emotions mm-hmm. they don't want you to feel sounds about right you can't be stressed you can't have anxiety you can't be angry you can't be frustrated yep. oh <laughs> like it's all control yep all of it so more on that note quote our bodies automatic automatically tense up particularly when we harbor bitterness anger unforgiveness temporal values immorality and unyielded rights scripture associates tooth clenching and grinding gnashing of teeth with the guilt and anger with which an unbeliever responds to the gospel and with the anguish of an unbeliever in hell so if you grind your teeth people might also think you're an unbeliever too so wow get a mouth guard and (laughs) hopefully nobody finds out you know (laughs) could be anything they're like oh god what are they gonna think it does go on to talk about the different types of teeth tmj different tooth and gum diseases etc so there is some actual real tooth talk mm-hmm. which i'm skipping over because this isn't you know digging up the, you know we're not that's not we're not talking we're not digging into teeth we're not brushing up the duggers there you go that's mm-hmm. good but 
they have to circle back every once in a while to the theme at hand because remember christ centered of course you gotta come yeah. back you gotta come yeah. back you can't just talk about periodontal disease yeah you for gotta too work it long. in there you gotta come back mm-hmm. keep it keep christ at the center <laughs> so here's a good example for you how can an army of dentists detect which soldier soldiers have not yet yielded their rights that is a that is a mouthful of sentence to chew on. It is. Merp. <laughs> okay. The obedience of new recruits in training camp can often be evaluated on the basis of which ones grind their teeth at night. Those who humble themselves through obedience to their drill sergeant are less likely to grind their teeth. Okay. You know, it's perfect science. Yeah. Um... But those who do not accept the sergeant's authority are likely to rebel and spend much of the night grinding their teeth. Mm, okay. <laughs> During the first few weeks of basic training, the dentist's office is often filled with complaints of aching jaws and sore teeth. The stream of new cases continues until the question of authority is resolved. Many of those who do not submit to, the, to authority wind up with serious dental problems. Wow couple things is it just army dentists or can like your run-of-the-mill dentist tell that you're lacking meekness not well, I mean, like... if you're grinding your teeth yeah yeah and then oh what was my other question i can't remember what it was um oh yeah so it's like people are gonna think you're bitter they're like they're also gonna be like then also that last part of many of those who do not submit to authority wind up with serious dental problems now anytime you have a dental problem are you scared people not even just grinding your teeth now is right. it like anytime there's a dental problem you're like oh yeah she's got problems with authority must be really bitter Mm -hmm. it's everything can be a thing with them every fucking thing Mm -hmm. so he does close out this section by explaining some of the treatments for all of this which i won't get into but the final line is quote however if we do not correct the spiritual problems with which aggravate and may even cause bruxism which is teeth grinding, mm-hmm. and we persist in rebellion, our health and our life will be destroyed. So, grinding your teeth, you're on a path to destruction. You better wow. fix your spiritual problems. Damn. Get on it. Something about wheat. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and we're the wheat, I guess. And Are we allowed to grind the wheat? Because oh. that's how you make flour. We know, we baked bread when I was growing up, and we had wheat because of you know mormon and you had your food storage so we had wheat grains <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um we had a grinder and we'd grind our own wheat yeah yeah but that doesn't sound like and that, well he'd hate it too they'd be like oh mormons and they're grinding wheat oh no you know <laughs> um it is funny though <laughs> literally while i was working on this i kept noticing i was clenching my teeth <laughs> but i know it's because like when i'm sorry like getting irritated or just like oh mm-hmm. my god like i just like start to like tense up and like clench my teeth but so you're you know, really bitter. So I'm very bitter. Yeah. Very. And I have problems with authority, which may isn't entirely it's all making re- sense. It's not entirely wrong. <laughs> it's making a lot of sense. Um but yeah, can you imagine if you're an IBLP woman and you have gallstones and you grind your teeth? Damn. Like imagine what everyone would think of her. They'd be like, Oh everybody'd be like whispering yep. and Yep. Oh man. Scarlet letter that one. Yep. And so that is the end of the booklet for now. Do you feel like you got yourself an edumacation? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm ready to go to medical school. Real edumacated, yep. You know. 
Um, it's the overly forced correlations. It's just it's just too fucking much for me. Like yeah. in everything. Last week it was you had to make tr- trees evil, and now <laughs> it's how wheat marriage and teeth grinding somehow all makes sense. Yep. Being taught together as your education for a whole month. Mm-hmm. If it if it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. Like it's still kind of funny, but it's actually very sad. Right. It's it's a it's a mix of feelings here. And uh, there's some other really good wisdom booklets, but like I said earlier, don't want to take away from future digs. So I felt like this one gave you an idea of how the booklets flow as a whole Mm -hmm. and how they force relate everything back to whatever fucking verse in Matthew it's based on. Yeah. The only big bummer I had was that the history section sucked so much in this one because those can get real fucking wild with how they correlate (laughs) things. Those can be a doozy. Yeah. Now let's switch over to the second part of this dig, which is their supplemental homeschool curriculum. As I mentioned in one of our previous ATI digs, from what I gathered, most families seemed to supplement, which I'm sure old Billy G finds highly offensive. I mean, he's like, what more could you want? Right, right. I'm giving you all the tools here. It's pre-law, pre-med, and a business degree. Because remember, he said it was a business degree. Yeah. All rolled up into one. So, like, what more could you want? (laughs) And, um... You know, the Federal Education Board doesn't even have tests to give the achievement. All ATI (laughs) students are just acing the tests, as he claimed in a 1986 seminar. Which, like, he was making all these claims about them being ready for, like, these degrees. Remember how it had started, like, in 84? And I'm like, nobody's been through the entire thing yet. And he's like, they're ready for law! (laughs) Like, I was like, you're you're delusional. Uh... Any hoozle. So, the Duggars slightly offend bill or at least that's my my story that i'm going with okay and they do supplement down the line they appear to add in another resource which i might touch on some other time but the made like the majority of the curriculum that they use for many many years aside from the wisdom booklets is sos which stands for switched on schoolhouse okay they mention it specifically back in the duggar school days episode back in season mm-hmm. two which sidestep for a moment i'm really now i'm remembering that really is a fucking banger of an episode when <laughs> i think about it like top tier because it has so many great moments in it um that was when the kids fucking the dugger kids fucking panic when the kids are dancing oh yeah <laughs> it's when hanny says she wants to eat yogurt and be herself when she grows mm. up same girl um, I think it may have been like the first time we really heard from artist Jed because that's when we found out he wanted to be an artist. <laughs> the Genesis. <laughs> and I, if I remember correctly, that I think that might have been when Jamesy Bug was being real buggy, but I could be wrong. Okay. I'm not sure. I could be wrong on that one. But a lot all going I'm saying, on. there's a lot going on that episode. It's a, yeah. it's a real banger, you know. So if you want to watch an episode, Duggar's School Days. <laughs> and it's with the Z, Days, D-A-Z-E. Yep. So let's get into Switched On Schoolhouse. Okay. It's made by Alpha Omega Publications, which was founded back in 1977 to, quote, meet the need for high quality and user-friendly educational materials in a fast-growing Christian school movement. Okay. Um, they are based in Arizona. Oh. <laughs> it was Tempe, and later they moved everything to Chandler, which it looks like they're still there. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Oh, wait, surprise. Chandler, no, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny there's a there's a a <laughs> suburb in phoenix called S- surprise but what's even funnier is on 
the other it's way west valley mm-hmm. and chandler is way east valley so it's yeah. there's a lot going on there that makes yeah. it funny <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> oh, good old arizona humor our, yeah. our our phoenix metro people they'll get it they'll it'll be a hit with them <laughs> well it'll be the hit with like the six of you <laughs> so going off their own timeline on their website it was a year later in 1978 that life pack was born which was written and edited by 187 educators. But it's not until 1986 that they say they entered the homeschool market. So I take that as the material was either written or started being written right. in 1978, but didn't really start getting marketed and sold as homeschooling curriculum until eight years later. Okay. Which makes sense because that's when the boom when it was really happening. Like I want to say it was 1984 that ATI came out. I could be somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So if this was in 86, like that's around the whole boom of like everybody's pushing Christian homeschooling. Interesting. So Life Pack is their OG homeschool curriculum. It says that you, it's exactly what you'd expect it to be in the 80s. Physical workbooks that are mm-hmm. shipped to you. And just to give you more background on Alpha Omega on their website today, their mission statement is... Alpha Omega Publications employs people who believe in Christian education. Every day we follow our mission to change education for the glory of God. Driven by a passion to inspire, AOP equips students for the future by promoting academic excellence and Christian values. And their vision is changing education for the glory of God. And for the record, they say they're non-denominational copy that okay um, and they're considered kind of one of the bigger ones in the because they were kind of like an og they're mm-hmm. like they're kind of one of the bigger ones in the christian homeschooling world okay so the life pack curriculum consists of bible history and geography math science and language arts hmm math <laughs> um but bill is probably like what no law resources no medicine <laughs> you know wasting time with dedicated math curriculum his is way better, of course, with um, very random word problems thrown in about, like, Jesus and fish. And then, oh, my, uh, one of my favorites, though, that I made sure I looked up so I got the wording right. This is a favorite of mine. How do prime numbers illustrate the principle of one flesh? Oh, my God. <laughs> Clearly, his is superior. Uh, well, yeah. He's like, oh, no law, no medicine. I mean, you're teaching the dentist that if somebody, you know gnashes their teeth or grinds their teeth it's because they're super bitter the super bitter may not be a believer yeah makes sense Mm -hmm. but they what all these other people waste like dental medical like dental school with yeah they waste all this money they go into all this debt they could have just read his book i know for the low low price of whatever you know like what was it like 80 dollars i don't know (laughs) like but you know um so this you gotta be cutting edge you got to keep up with the times, even in homeschooling. So in 1997, Alpha Omega released Switched On Schoolhouse, an interactive CD-ROM curriculum. Whoa, bleeding edge of technology. Oh, dang. That is some cutting edge 1997 shit right there. (laughs) Um, I I will let it be known that down the road, it becomes available on USB as well. So, you know, you got to keep up. Damn. Um, and I actually thought it was really cute and sad all at the same time when a person online talking about having grown up using this curriculum said, quote, I kind of loved it because it was my first experience with education happening on computers 
And then I could tell people, I take school online instead of having to say, I'm homeschooled and dealing with the stigma. Oh, that's really sad. Like, it's like totally little kid cute to be like, I can say I do online school. Like, I feel like that's something I yeah. would have thought and said mm-hmm. and like felt cool about it. But the reasoning behind it being because they didn't want to have to deal with the stigma is so fucking sad. It is sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to hug you. However old you are right now as you write this, I don't care. I want to hug you. Yeah. Poor, poor kiddo. So Switched on Schoolhouse was for grades three, um, three through 12. Mm-hmm. Little ones. You know, little ones. Um, like first and second, you could use some of the other materials. Because okay. they're like, oh, you're too young for a computer is what they're thinking. Right. Um, and in a nutshell, it's the same curriculum as LifePack, just computer-based. But because of that, yeah, some the added bonus of exciting games and animations. Yeah. Games like, all right, Farmer Frank, Spelling Bee, and Quiz Bowl. Heck yeah, quiz, love Quiz Bowl. <laughs> I think that all, all right sounds <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, have a t-shirt man. that you just had like the all right thing from like this random fucking homeschooling thing yeah. and acting like it was <laughs> something legit but like, yeah all right <laughs> oh goodness so down the road in later editions you could even customize it with your favorite colors wow personal photos and word in bible verses of the day damn it's like the like the Christian computer version of doodling on your notebook. You know? <laughs> oh, man. I was big into... I had a period of time there where it was like you wanted to draw all over your binders because mm-hmm. that made it more cool. Okay. Did you go through that? No? I mean, I did, yeah. And I'm such a fucking dork. Um, I like to make lists and I still love to make lists. But I went through this really dorky period of time where I felt the need to make lists of my favorite things on all of my binders and things okay so like you could look at my binder and it was numbered and i listed like my favorite movies my favorite mm-hmm. shows my favorite and i'm like why why did i think that that was like let me just put that all over my binder i was like <laughs> it was very very dorky yeah i don't know any hoozle okay so there's all of the uh, so we're, I was just talking about um, the exciting games and animations and the customization features, right? All right. <laughs> Very good. And while all that might sound like a major selling point on its own, which I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Personally, I'm led to believe that the fact that parents could be more hands off was the bigger selling point. <laughs> uh, it was a little more just kind of put your kid up to a computer. It walks mm-hmm. them through. Um, and on their website, they boast, quote, SOS grades approximately 85% of student work, allowing teachers to dedicate more time to hands-on teaching. Okay. But in the case of Duggars, where <laughs> just means that maybe Jana, Jill, and Ginger get, get a little backup, you know? <laughs> like, like, yeah, they get a little backup. Yeah. And as stated in the School Days episode, it's not even Lego or Canon who checks their grades and assignments. Do you remember who? Mm-mm. It's Jessa. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. This is all made even more comical, though, with a quote from Michelle on the SOS website saying, quote, I like the way that my children are able to learn and I don't have to spend hours grading papers. <laughs> you wouldn't be grading them anyway, lady. 
you can't you cannot convince me it would have landed on her shoulders if it weren't for sos swooping in and saving the day (laughs) like you were never in danger of grading all of the schoolwork yourself, Michelle. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> confident in saying that. Like, that would have not been her job. Right. Oh, she's just so glad. <laughs> oh, I don't have to spend hours grading papers. It's like an infomercial. I'm convinced. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, from a homeschooling standpoint, where it's a family like the Duggars that has 400,000 children, mm-hmm. of course, it's... It's a big selling point, especially back in 1997, to no longer have physical workbooks that you have to grade. Um, And Lego actually mentioned it in the episode we watched today that they can give it back to them again for Mm -hmm. a higher, like it automatically grades, but then you can give it back to them for to redo for a higher grade. So Jessa can make them redo it as many times as Jessa sees fit. <laughs> of course. <laughs> is, is what we're... He's all certain like, and we can't... I'm like, what do you mean we? It's Jessa. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean we? Got a fucking mouse in your pocket? Like, Jessa. When I was a server, I used to use we all the time. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. We gonna do any starters over here today? Oh. <laughs> I'm not doing any starters, <laughs> but it made me feel... It made me feel inclusive, oh, so... He, he wants to be included in his children's education. He's like, we can, you yeah. know, give mm-hmm. it back to them. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, um, the topic of grading, by the way, it, it leads me into my next point, And that's the sort of system as a whole. And everything I'm about to say is gathered from various homeschooling websites where you revert, review um, different curriculums. Programs, yeah. Yeah. So, actually, the majority were people who were happy with the content and the christian lens of it all like that's what they're there for (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they still had a lot to say about the program itself okay i guess it was super glitchy as a whole and also had really dumb little like bugs to it (laughs) like with the automatic grading if if someone left like an extra space when answering a question or spelled it wrong like it wouldn't go through to grade so parents are the janas and jills of the world um (laughs) would have to look it over anyway sometimes even which is what they were trying to avoid in the right, first right, place. Right. So it's whole... like you, they'd end up looking over and telling them like, make this correction and then it'll send through to grade. Right. Um, and a lot of people, and I mean a lot on all different websites, like I'm really just kind of gather Like it was just a consensus. Um, both parents and kids were saying they all complained that it never explained wrong answers. And so it just said you got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, it gave you the, it gave you the right answer. Well, here we go. So here's one review. One of the biggest issues is that when you get a problem wrong, they don't show you how to do it correctly step by step. They just give you the right answer. Mm. How is anyone supposed to learn like that? That's coming from someone who does the program. That's a mouthful. (laughs) You are. But I found that to be very apropos of the Duggars and IBLP. Fits right in. Here's Mm -hmm. the right answer. Go with it. Yep. That's just like... It Don't struck worry me. about how we got yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. Here's mm-hmm. the right Don't answer. Ask and that struck me as like it's such you know, he's all about like these it's like a microcosm. Yeah, it's just it it's so perfect. <laughs> and also a number of people said it felt like more memorization than teaching. Mm. Also very in line with IBLP mm. and Duggar views. Yeah. So here's another view, a review I want I thought worth going over. Doesn't give any explanation for wrong answers. It doesn't really teach you anything, and you basically have to memorize the answers to problems instead of learn why the answers are what they are. Huh. 
Also, the answers are ridiculously specific. And then they give a whole example. Oh, God. Example. You have to fill in the sentence. The sentence is, time passes at a very blank rate. So you say, and then in parentheses, they put like based on reading, like reading this whole thing and gathering, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you put fast. It says wrong. So you try swift and it says wrong. Speedy, wrong, brisk, wrong. So you, have to, so you have to look up the answer and the answer was rapid and they put like the straight face straight eye emoji <laughs> so it goes to show that a kid could be grasping the concept the overall correct of what they read that it was like hey it's moving at a fast rate mm-hmm. you know but because but to them it was more important that you get the actual word right mm-hmm. so again very very fitting <sighs> I have really distinct memories of, like, I was born at the end of the year. So when I was, I could either wait six months or seven months and go to school, like, a little bit older than everybody else when I was starting kindergarten. Or I could test, and if I passed the test, I could go into school, like, uh, four or five months early. So I passed in, and the one question that I missed was, like, there was a box and then you had to describe like if an item was up here, what do you say it is in comparison to that box? So like if it's on top, it's either on top or above the one question that we had to like go in depth into was um, they were looking for the word beneath. And I was like, what five-year-old knows the word beneath? Did you say under like, or they something? They say under. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what that hit hit me with is the fact that i knew the concept of the fact that this was under it but i didn't have the word beneath in my vocabulary but i still said it in other words you know what i mean that's funny that that stuck with you because i have something that stuck with me and i was a fucking adult (laughs) (laughs) no it still makes me i literally thought about it today that's why (laughs) so it's really ironic you'll know why i thought about it today because i was talking to you about work stuff but back in my old job um, me and one of my coworkers went to a menu planning boot camp thing for Arizona Department of Education and shit nobody cares about here, but there's very specific things you have to do with crediting meals for school meals, blah, 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 to meet the specifications. Any hoozle, there was this game where you know, we're at these big round tables and your table was a team. I hate that mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> and we had to do these, all these different like problems and stuff like that, like math mm-hmm. problems and equivalencies and all these different in like conversions and um god there's this one bitch now i'm remembering it was this old lady that's the epitome of what you think she was wearing one of those like mock you know those sweatshirts that have like the mock shirt underneath that looks like a little bit of white is coming out the top but it's Mm -hmm. really attached to it she was wearing one of those that had a lot (laughs) of appliques oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and she was she's exactly anyways so we're working on this and we got to a problem where when we were converting it when I, I was like, I got through the math problem before, through everybody else. And I was like, you guys are good with this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, go do it. Because they, had, they hadn't caught in there yet. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I raised my hand. And the lady comes over, fucking pisses me off. Because I converted it into what you'd actually tell your employees. I converted it down to cups. Like one mm-hmm. gallon plus this many cups. Yeah. The people running the fucking training wanted it all in ounces. So they told me I got it wrong. And I said, I would never tell a person, give me 142 ounces. Yeah. I would say, give me one gallon plus blah, 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 you know. And and she was like, "Uh," you could tell she couldn't think. 
she couldn't process what I was telling her in the moment. So she was like, it, it's this many ounces. And I'm like, I'm taking it out to the actual tangible thing you would tell a person in the yeah. kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, in a sense, I'm like, I'm more right, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I was yeah. like, no, I just took it a step further. And she was just, she wouldn't give it to me. And so then in this time where she's like, uh, fighting with me over it, some other team got it. And then the fucking lady in the sweatshirt with the appliques and the mock turtleneck was all, ah, we should have got it. <laughs> Maybe it was in support of you. Maybe she was saying, our no, team she was mad at it. me. She was like, it, no, 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 no. I was there for the whole thing. She was like, you didn't. She was like, you should have left it in ounces. Like she was mad at me. And I'm like, bitch, you're going to walk up to someone and tell them to give you 142 ounces. The feelings you are exerting right now are the feelings I feel when people say that, oh, this is this is my kid. They're uh, 17 months old. Yeah. That's how I feel. About well, no, that makes sense to a certain point. It makes sense up until they're two. Because that of, I agree with. It makes up until they're two. After two, nope, it's, we're over. <laughs> they're two and it's over. They're 37 months old. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm so, oh I went on a real tangent there. But we were both talking about how wh- where were we going with this? What started all this? Oh no, it's when you actually grasp the concept and they want something super specific. But the verbiage is specific. Yeah, yeah. and I was Rapid. like, no, 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 <laughs> I did it right. I'm still mad about that. And my friend that I went I with, can tell. my friend that I went with, she was like, you were right. And I'm like, I know I was. I'm teaching this class and you're trying to tell me that like you shouldn't convert it to cups and quarts yeah. and gallons get out of here what the fuck who the fuck is teaching this class i also feel like there's a swath of the people that you worked with in education and that's no that's no shade we've talked about how like culinary workers in in education are have a different skill set than culinary workers outside of it but how many of them if you went up to them and said hey you need 37 ounces of this would be able to tell you what that is like I I worked with people where I'd be like, hey, it's gonna be two quarts, and they'd be like, okay, like they don't. How how much does the average person know how many ounces are in a gallon? Yeah, probably not a whole lot. Well, my whole thing is like it's just the epitome of that was someone who works at ADD ADE and teaches regulations and tells you you're right or wrong, mm-hmm. but doesn't actually hasn't ever actually worked Boom. in a kitchen. There it so. Is practical so me being like no this is how you'd actually do it mm-hmm. like c- could not compute in the moment they were just yep. like no it's wrong and i'm like well it's not no it's wrong it's, yeah. it, it's actually not but yep. okay <laughs> any hoozle so yeah very specific answers they were looking for because they don't care about the understanding the concept they were looking for the word rapid correct and remember um like mentioned earlier it grazed 85 percent of their work it said and that's because for anything more essay like a little bit more long form the parents need to step in and grade those things and i saw many people saying that their parents would just tell them to skip it because they didn't want to have to grade it damn granted this is definitely a person to person family to family thing Mm -hmm. and i'm certainly not suggesting that every parent or even the majority who used the program operated in this way. But reading all of these different people saying that made me wonder how many long form writing assignments do you think the Duggar kids actually did over the course of their, and I say, I'm do, I'm pulling to Bill Gothard right now. Education 
<laughs> in uh in uh quotations because you know not real yeah. um like how much writing did you think they did in their education like i just don't see them reading all of those kids work no not at all at most maybe that they made them write them but then didn't actually mm-hmm. yeah do anything with it and correct them and you know yeah i just can't imagine that there was a lot of that going on i could be wrong i just have my I doubts just feel <laughs> So, while we're talking about the Duggars specifically, not only did they use the program, they became the face, or faces, I guess, um, for SOS. Wow. In fact, I found an ad online that read, the Duggar family's curriculum of choice. Ooh. In big, bold letters. It was like the selling point. It wasn't even like a little circle thing in the corner. It was the very top. Damn. Like, it was the, lead enti- with that. It was the entire ad. Wow. They even featured interviews and quotes from Michelle on their website, such as the one mentioned earlier about how, you know, she's so glad she's not stuck grading papers. Because she has any idea what's going on with <laughs> with their know. curriculum or the interface or, yeah. Yeah. So some highlights of what she shared in these interviews were, quote, the information and instructions were presented so well in Switched on Schoolhouse that the older children can work independently and rarely need help or have questions. Her fucking dream come true. <laughs> the less I can they say talk, that they're going to school, and I don't really have to interact <laughs> exactly. with them. The more that they don't ask her questions or ever need her help, the better. Oh my goodness! Later, she even addresses Jessa. "Quote: My daughter Jessa has taken on the responsibility of administering and assigning the SOS lessons each day. Her siblings say that she is tougher than mom when reassigning lessons that haven't been completed properly." Crack that. Somebody has to crack that whip. Somebody. But again, I feel like this is another example of all these times that they think think that they're saying something that sounds so good and so cutesy (laughs) and look at this and you're like, not not really. exactly. And my other question is, how would the kids even know? (laughs) Like, what do they have to compare the two? Yeah. If you don't do it, how would they know? Right. Or do they just know that you're just so fucking checked out? That it's obvious you would care less? Uh, Either way, it's not a great scenario. No. That's not the cute story you think it is, Michelle. <laughs> so much of that. I also cackled when she gave this advice. Don't overextend and go easy on yourself. No. I have yet to see that woman even extend, let alone overextend, oh my in goodness. regards to her children's education. So I found that rich. <laughs> Don't overextend. Good advice maybe to the other people, but I'm like, coming from you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I can I can get down with part of the rest of the statement, though. When I first homeschooled, I tried to set up a conventional classroom, but soon realized that wasn't going to work. Not everything is going to go as planned, and you're going to keep learning a better way to do things as time goes on. True. Okay. Yeah. It won't be perfect, and that's okay. And yeah, you... You'll learn a better way to do things when your oldest daughters grow up so you don't have to worry about it. So it's, yeah. It's, so that's all you're waiting yeah, on, really. You know, yeah. It's true. You'll find a better way, you know, when they grow up and less you have to do. That's better. Eventually, um, Alpha Omega puts out a web version of SOS in March of 2010, 
which is funny because that's the date of the episode we're oh, doing damn. right now, you know? Yeah. Premiering. So it's like, but even like the, they were, these were filmed and put out really close together. So it's probably like mm-hmm. February while they're filming it. Damn. Um, so they put this out in 2010 and it's called Monarch. And it's still basically the same shit, but now you get it via a monthly subscription with online logins. Okay. So before with SOS, you paid like $400 per grade for all five subjects. But then, you know, as you had 76 more kids, you could just keep the CDs or the USBs and reuse it over and over. So there was even at one point on their website, there were like, it's um, like the SOS was talking about how it can be like great for a family. And it's like, like the Duggars in Tawnytown, Arkansas with 19 mm, kids, is. you know. Um, so it's it could... waiting to jam that name in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was funny that they specifically were like Tawnytown, Arkansas. And I'm like, <laughs> it is. I just thought that was a little extra. So you could keep using it over and over. But now with Monarch, each kid would need a subscription. And I forgot to write it down, but I want to say that I looked it up and it's like $40 a month or something. Damn. Um, they really are scamming all these IBLP families. They're like, they have 17 kids. Think about that. Cha-ching. Yeah, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. It's like the Shopify yep. sound. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so it could get more pricey, as you could see. But also, before with SOS, you either had to get into each kid's work individually to grade or you had to connect all of their computers via like an intranet to be able to access and grade everyone's stuff which is what the duggars did you'd have a land party yeah <laughs> yeah it was a land party but for grading yeah mm-hmm. lego mentions it in this episode that we watched she was like we've connected all the computers you mm-hmm. know and like so yeah so obviously web base is much easier in that sense but there's the pros and cons here see so, despite introducing Monarch in 2010, they didn't actually discontinue SOS until 2022. Damn. Which wow. I am surprised by. Like, yeah. I don't know. That just is, I don't know. Wow. I can see, like, of course, I always see the people who are always going to want, like, the books. Mm-hmm. But that middle ground, like, CD, ROM, USB, I'm like, really? I'm just kind of surprised by that. Like, that hung on for so long. Yeah. And um, people are still pissed about it, though. Because even though you technically have the thing, so it's like if you want to keep using it, keep using mm-hmm. it, there's no technical support anymore. And then I read somewhere that like you had to get like a code at least every year. Now they're not even giving those codes. Damn. So like if you just had it, you're, I think you're just, I think, you're, I mean, I think you're just kind of fucked now. <laughs> like, but, wow. But. So now that we've covered the history and the basics of the program, let's dig into the actual curriculum just a tiny little bit. Okay. So just an FYI, some of the things I'm referencing come from a mixture here of Lifepack, SOS, and Monarch. Because it was hard to just find straight up SOS examples, given that it was a fucking ancient computer program. That's like somebody would, there's, there's not a booklet for people to like, show, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't yeah. like access it as easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sourced from the others as well. But since Monarch is based on SOS and SOS is based on Lifepack all made by the same company. Mm-hmm. I don't think their curriculums are too far off and everything made it sound <laughs> they're like, it was just this adding this. It was this yeah. adding, the, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, as touched on earlier, their curriculum consists of Bible, history and geography, math, science and language arts. Now you could opt out of the Bible portion and get a little knocked off the cost. Okay. But I'm sure Alpha Omega is judging you <laughs> as your order. You know what I mean? They're like, oof. But it is an option. 
But that just eliminates the straight up Bible course. It is still all woven into the rest of their teachings. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it only takes away like the straight up. But, and they say this on their um, their website stating, quote, with curriculum that integrates a Christian worldview into every subject, students gain a clear view of the interconnectedness of God's creation while learning to apply critical thinking from a Bible-based perspective. Okay. So as expected, they teach science from a creationist point of view, par for the course. Nobody's, nobody's surprised. Yep. Um, but I do want to read you something from on that subject. They said, quote, The quick answer is that Alpha Omega Academy science courses teach that the world and everything in it was created by God in six 24-hour days, just as the Bible plainly says. Academy science teachers also like to point out that scientific facts from paleontology, zoology, botany, molecular biology, geology, etc., can be interpreted from a creationist, young earth, end quotes, mm -hmm. um, viewpoint more readily than from an evolutionary viewpoint. Okay. While the Academy has little desire to get involved in controversies between the groups of genuine Christians... Ooh, damn. I believe we must show young people positive evidence that the Bible presents a literal historical account given by a trustworthy creator of how and why we are here. To do otherwise is to cast doubt on the rest of scripture and to cause youth to discount the authority of scripture and any other teaching that runs counter to popular opinion. I have did, real bad news for you. Did that feel like it had a little testy tone to you? <laughs> Did it feel testy? A hundred percent. I mean, I, it just left me being like, well, damn, well, okay then, you know? Yeah. I was like, okay, Alpha Omega. <laughs> Jesus. It really feels like they're just trying to shame you if you're not on board with this. Oh, stuff, yeah, yeah, no, know, yeah, totally. Yeah, because it's just like, uh, but, you know, but they don't want to get into uh, controversies between groups of genuine Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that even though we're right. That's what it yeah. that's what that was. I know, we're not gonna get in an argument even though we're absolutely hundred percent correct. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a definite tone in this. Yeah. So Alpha Omega also works in homosexuality when they can into their teachings. An example being when they teach about AIDS and say, quote, although it is not caused by sexual promiscuity, it is spread by sexual activity more than any other means. However, the vocal pro-homosexuality lobby in the United States attacks any attempt to control the spread of the disease by lifestyle changes. Instead, those who are pro-homosexuality lobby march and campaign for government funds to find a cure and protect a promiscuous lifestyle. Wow. Alrighty then. So you're... They're, they're wow. i feel like they're taking like 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 the cure like trying to find a cure for aids and being like oh using government money to protect promiscuity yeah another assignment directed them to quote write a brief essay on scripturally based discussions of homosexuality give references to support your statements <laughs> and also Another question was, is there a scriptural solution to the problem of homosexuality? Give at least five Bible references to support your answer. Oh, my goodness. So those are just a few examples of how it is still very woven into the curriculum. 
So the Duggar kids are getting it from both ends. Oh, jeez. Um, although H.E.I. is much more egregious and in your face about it. I, they're a tough one to beat in that, you know. <laughs> but that's certainly a point of pride for Bill. I'm sure he looks at this curriculum. And because not every definition of every word relates back to Christianity and Jesus. And, and that you can actually get through a science section without telling women that they're bitter and angry. Right. He probably thinks this is like super secular, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I'm positive he would view SOS as merely adding God's word to education rather than the training your family around God's right. word. Like, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, which really goes to show how extreme ATI is because the fact that Alpha Omega is asking kids to write essays about scriptural solutions to homosexuality is fucking wild to people like me but it's tame and like secular by bill standards i'm yeah, sure <laughs> so i yep. think that really shows you you're like whoa it's like it's really out there <laughs> so hopefully going through a single wisdom booklet rather than just referring to them you know like here and there as a source like i have in the past along with touching a little on sos Hopefully now you get a better idea of what a Duggar, like a day in the life of a Duggar education, you know, <laughs> between these two things. Yep. So just kind of imagine these things sort of morph together into a day. To close this whole thing out, I wanted to mention some stuff Derek and Jill said about their education um, in an L.A. Times interview back in September. Derek said, quote, there's nothing to make sure kids are protected as far as their education goes. If a family sees an opportunity to make money, they can justify taking away their kids' time in school because, well, they don't need education. They can just have this money to support them. Jill can attest to this. But from what we can tell, none of her siblings really had much education past the seventh grade. A lot of that was due to the show taking over. It was like, well, if the show requires most of the filming hours during the weekday, then school is not really that important. Mm-hmm. So this touches on two things. Number one, how education in general was really not a high priority for them. No, not at all. <laughs> and filming, you know, came first. But also him clearly calling out their education is lacking and essentially stops at seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Which we, the collective digger we, mm-hmm. all know this because of, like earlier, the number of wisdom booklet stops at where you would be in seventh grade yeah. if you were to do it at a one, one at a per month pace. Mm-hmm. And then you just start all over again. So we know that. But the general public, who is not one of us, and just kind of casually following some shit, they have no fucking idea. Of course. So in that sense, it was pretty pointed you know, to call out and say seventh grade, rather than just a more general, like, their education is lacking. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would strike people more by addressing seventh grade education. Mm-hmm. But also, kind of like I mentioned earlier, calling it a seventh grade education, is it's really fucking arbitrary. Like, (laughs) it's just measured that because of that's when the materials stop stop on like a calendar. But that doesn't mean it's fucking seventh grade level education. So, yeah. So that's another thing that I feel like people be like, whoa, seventh grade. But I'm like, but you don't even know that it's not even a real seventh grade education. (laughs) Like, there's even more. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, uh, what was it, medicine and uh, the tones of your skin? Like, that's what we're, that's what we're working with here. Yeah. 
prime numbers and flesh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the idea that like if you, because I think I imagine myself with like somebody graduating high school with a certain level of education. So if somebody's like, oh, they have the education through what normally would be seventh grade. You're you're trying to equate what you learned in seventh grade and then imagine that you're 17 or 18 years old graduating high school with just that. Yeah. And this is so much worse. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Um, I had to stop myself. For some, for some reason, when you said education, I instantly started going, get connected for, for free, free with education connection. Song's a banger. It is. All these songs, man. Well, and then there's the other versions, too, that are like, get my education on my own time. Where she's dressed like an old school diner waitress. Get connected for free. Education connection is a banger. Education connection. <laughs> we should post that. That's another good one. The visuals. It's so good. And I brought it up at work and everybody knew what I was talking about. Get connected for free with education connection at the end where it gets like the like the whole group bopping you know uh, it turned real hip-hop hooray at the end yeah, a little bit so yeah you said education once and then all of a sudden it was just like get connected for it's the free. millennial brain yep hmm. any hoozle back to that la times interview after derek said that when they specifically asked Jill, do you feel like you or your siblings were deprived of education? She replied, yeah, I do. And I think that's where I'll leave it today. Yeah. It sucks because if you're, if you're inside looking out, you don't see a problem because everybody else is going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And with like outside in, you're looking at it and you, there's all sorts of complicated feelings with that. There's probably have to be a small amount of, like negative going towards her parents for choosing this and you know feeling bad that like when she went out she kind of feels like she wasn't set up for success or you know she went she said yeah i do and then after that she was like i tried to do, you know i did like some midwifery classes and stuff like that and then she kind of turned it all back on like the show we put so much time into the show and so i don't know if that's just her spin because in the moment she doesn't want to talk a ton of shit about her parents or if she doesn't even see it yet there's layers Mm -hmm. here there's what she could be sharing versus what she's actually feeling but i feel like derek was coming from like all he he of course also focused on the show that was the whole beginning part of his statement Mm -hmm. but he ended with like the and they just really don't have an education past seventh grade like i just wonder if jill really realizes like no it was like truly educational neglect Mm-hmm. and we see these in so many of these shows like one of my few left shows i have left on tlc welcome to plathville that was another that was a thing with like ethan um talking to his mom it was like he got older and he realized like no like we really got fucked over when it came to education like mm-hmm. and that's like really and i'm not even a person that thinks everybody needs to go to college it's not that it's but like mm-hmm. you need to give your kids a good base level education Mm -hmm. to operate in this world and not feel like they're behind or like i remember just talking in um one of the previous ati digs that i did but just like all the people they're like i'm constantly fearing that people are going to find out that i don't know things Mm -hmm. like the think of the stress and anxiety yeah when you get older and you're like oh fuck yeah and then even if you're actually are doing pretty good in like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. There's that worry that you're like, people are going to know. I'm not yeah. going to know what's going on. I don't want to people to... F- 
I don't want to look stupid. Yeah. Like that's sad. I also think the the world the worldly mindset that a lot of these groups talk about is where that comes from cuz like you're speaking of you're never going to be 100% ready for everything and you can never teach your kids 100% about everything but like you do your best to prepare them to make good decisions when they go out in the world so you're kind of trying to cover as many bases as you can or at least get it to where like their thought processes will let them logically think through That's, to a to a to an end answer using critical thinking skills That's exactly and, it and I think when you look at these systems, they're not set up to teach anybody to think critically or logically. They're thinking about the answer at the end, and that was correct, and that's what I need you to know. You don't need to know how nope. the sausage is made. You don't need to know all these other things. And they're not preparing these children to make good decisions out in the world. They're preparing them to live within this this paradigm that they that they're around now. Mm-hmm. So they don't need all these other fancy things to exist within IBLP. That's why it's easy to make those things where it's like, well, you're ready to be pre-med. You obviously have zero understanding of what that actually takes. Yeah. Because you're telling these kids, hey, this is how it is. And they're going, oh, Oh, cool. cool. We're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's more sad is that they don't even know. And no, and you hit it exactly on the head. It's not like I sit here and I remember fucking what I learned in social studies in the fifth grade. And it's not that I remember every detail about wheat germ and how it germ. You know what I mean? It's not Mm -hmm. that I remember those things, but it's. Yeah, it is. It's teaching you how to analyze. It's teaching you how to understand bigger concepts and not just mm-hmm. the answer. Yeah. And kind of like that took me back to, um, I think it was Chad, Chad Harris in Shiny Happy People. I think it was him that told the story of someone else he knew where it's like the dad was like, you don't need to know anything yeah. beyond like fractions because for cooking. Like, but that's yeah. literally how they see everything. You said like fitting into this, like their world. That's all it is. You only need to know what you need to know to exist here. Mm-hmm. And here that's like, can you scale up a recipe for 20? <laughs> um, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's it. They don't, they're like, yeah. you don't really need to know this. Oh, yeah. that's why we need to teach you about um, marriage, <laughs> yielding rights in your marriage and being submissive. That's why that's more important than actual education because that's their priority. That's your lot in life. Yeah. Like, that's all they give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Yep. I saw one of your books in the corner that says something. The term help me always so makes gross. me feel gross. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so gross. I, my giant stacks of... Tim was like, our house is covered. I'm like, I know. Oh, I didn't tell yeah. you. Um, I ordered a bookshelf for our room <laughs> because my all of my fucking fundy paraphernalia is just everywhere. All it's place. all over the fucking house. Yeah. So um, there's an area in our bedroom that I can put a bookshelf and i'm gonna turn them backwards so you can't see what they are <laughs> uh so people don't walk into my room and see how to be a helpmate and you know all we this don't other have anybody over here <laughs> who's gonna be coming in here that's true that's true but um but yeah but even just like some of them are really ugly but yeah i i've got oh i got a lot of sh- a lot of sh- fundy paraphernalia in this house it's, no people like they'd be so confused if like we were to just like die suddenly and people didn't know us and came in here, like they'd be like, "What is going on?" There's tequila, yeah. and then there's all of this. Like, okay, oh, here's like their, here's their um vape, but then over here they've yeah. got the basic seminar. Uh, you know, like it's very, very confusing. Yeah. 
All right. You ready to dig on some shit? Yeah. Let's dig on some shit. Right, I'm assuming you... I'm going first since you talked a lot. Yes. That's, I think that's the, the way. Mine's nice and easy. Something that I can share with you all. Um, I remember seeing a video years ago of a band that was outside of their own house or one of their houses in Boston. Um, and they had a, a woman on a stand-up bass. They had a drummer that was just playing a snare with brushes um, and a little cymbal. They had like a trumpet player and then the singer. And it was them singing um, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. And it's like they're they're recording this and like cars are driving by. Like it's them just literally on mm -hmm. their driveway, right? And I remember hearing it and being like, man, this cover's so cool. Her voice is so great. Like their instrumentation is really good. And I got super into them. And they are called Lake Street Dive. And they've it's been cool to see them kind of like grow. If you know anything about Tiny Desk concerts for NPR, they did an amazing Tiny Desk concert. And then during quarantine, when nobody could go out and nobody could perform or anything, a lot of bands were recording them themselves. So they were still putting out these kind of like, it was called mm -hmm. Tiny Desk at Home. Um, and they put out like a Tiny Desk at Home amongst each other. Um, but I've been seeing Rachel Price, who's the lead singer, pop up on a video that she did of her singing a song start to finish, like no cuts. And the camera literally just stays on her. Because she did this like absolutely incredible one take. And what I've realized is that it starts popping up because it's a lot of the videos that are like, I'm a, I'm a singing instructor and it's me reacting to this video. Oh, yeah. So she's been popping up on all of these videos from that one thing. And every, like I watch them because I think this video is incredible as well. And I'm watching these other people analyze why she's amazing and then before i drop what song it is the last of it is that we've talked on this program about um somebody feed phil our show somebody on somebody feed phil phil rosenthal treasure of a oh, man god wonderful human being love him lake street dive i remember when the first season we were watching that show and i was like man this song sound like the theme song sounds really familiar and then the outro i was like man that sounds a lot and i looked and they do both of them oh they, so that's them that is them. oh okay so um happy hungry man <laughs> driving all across the sea in the land treasure so lake street dive does their does their um they're that theme song as well. So amazing. So the thing that I'm digging on this week is anything related to Lake Street Dive. The song that everyone's freaking out is um, specifically says Lake Street Dive in the studio. Rachel Price sings What I'm Doing Here. And like I said, they only show her. And the fact that she was able to do all this in like one take, no cuts is crazy. But. My other favorite, which maybe I'll post a link to both of these. My other favorite is from a page that's called Yellow Couch Sessions. And they have bands come in and do acoust acoustic, acoustic Acoust covers of their own music in like a little trailer. And there's a really badass like mid-century vintage yellow couch in it. 
So then it's them in this little trailer singing one of my favorite songs called I Don't Care About You. And the song itself is funny because it's about her wanting to tell a kind of the at the end of a romantic relationship, wanting to tell the person that she was with, like, I wanted to tell you the truth, but I really don't think you could handle it. (laughs) So (laughs) we should probably just go, you know. Yeah. So I don't care about you, what I'm doing here, Lake Street Dive. All right. And Rachel Price, if you're listening, we love you. Your music is amazing. That's all. Okay. If she's listening. And like a little twofer there, uh, if you haven't watched Somebody Feed Phil, Ugh. we we love it. I mean, Incredible. he's I love that man. And um, I bought us both matching shirts because, again, we've talked about this many <laughs> times. Tim and I have the same, a lot of the same shirts. Yeah. Like every time we go to a concert, we like the same one. And we don't make mm-hmm. the other get something different. We're like, fine. We just don't wear them at the same time. So we both have a Phil shirt that's uh, pasta, pork, chicken, and lamb because it's from the pasta, pork, chicken, and lamb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have that shirt. And when you were wearing it when we went on one of our trips and people were like, I like your shirt. You like your shirt. I'm like, why wasn't I wearing my shirt? Yeah, we were in San Francisco. <laughs> and we had I had multiple people. That was so also I'm like, the I have time- it too. I bought them. <laughs> That was also the time that we went to Boudin. Yes. And Whitney posted a reel of me trying Boudin because when he was in San Francisco, he he went through their bakery and tried all their stuff. So we tried like the breakfast bread that he had freaked out about, and Whitney put like put it on a reel and or on a, on her stories and tagged him in it. Yeah. And he shared it, and I fangirled. I was like, <laughs> Phil saw you eating. <laughs> Because Phil he always, saw you. Because he makes this face when he tries something that he really likes, where his like, eyes go really big. I think we've talked about yeah. it on this show before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he reposted that. So. And I was like, oh my God. Speaking of, okay, this isn't reposting, but um, as we move into my digging on. Mm. So my digging on last week was Michael Threats. Mm-hmm. And so I, I shared a bunch, of, like a couple of his stuff mm-hmm. to my stories, our stories, yeah. to save to the episode highlight and like whatever. And he watched um he watched them all and i'm like he saw me talking about him <laughs> love you michael uh, all right so all right. what i'm digging on is the language we've developed because of mildred okay the other day i just stopped to think about it and it makes me chuckle because it's just so a part of our everyday vernacular now okay just makes me laugh um i think the real og of it Okay, so here's the thing. We talk for Mildred, but, you know, of course it's Mildred talking. So from here on out, I'll just say Mildred says it. (laughs) So it was during the summer one time. And, you know, during the summer, it's very hot. Lose a lot of sweat a lot and like whatever. So while uh, Mildred was instructing to Tim, she was like, Dad, make sure you're drinking electric lights. (laughs) So that's where it all started. Mildred you know, getting electrolytes wrong. So it's electric lights. So from here on out, Tim and I just say electric lights. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, some point somebody's going to hear us and think we're stupid. <laughs> like we got an HEI education. But um, <laughs> but it's on purpose because yep. Mildred says electric lights. Um, another one is that, because it's just that she says stuff wrong. Just a little bit wrong. It's that little kid thing where like they just kind of have things just a, a little, little bit, bit wrong. wrong. Yeah. So the other thing is that Mildred will be like, huh, huh, I can't do that. I don't have disposable thumbs. Yeah. So disposable thumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, another good one is, uh, so back in the day when I worked a conventional job and, you know, schedule and like whatever, mm-hmm. if Tim was home at night, 
when I was going to bed because I'd have to go to bed at a certain time. Mildred and Tim would tuck me in. It was a family routine. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> but it was a family routine. And she, like, Tim would be like, okay, we're going to go tuck mama in. And she would run down the hallway. And legitimately, Mildred would do a security, like, perimeter check. Yeah. Like, she would do, if you have, <laughs> if you have cats and you see them and you can tell that they're, like, looking, she would, like, walk over to the bathroom and, like, scan all, like, the baseboards. And she would, like, pop her head over to, like, the shower if Inside it was open a little bit. She would, like, look in there. She'd come back out. She'd go into the closet. Like, she was legit scoping she was se- out. She was sure securing the perimeters for me. And then she would jump up into the bed and uh, tuck me in. Like, yep. Tim would literally put my covers on. And she would, like, tuck me and give me kisses. And then they would leave together to go <laughs> party, as I call it. I would always be like, oh, you two are going to go party, huh? Like, you know, which is... We'd read comic books. Read comic books and playing video games and like whatever. So anyways, the point is um, when Mildred would secure the perimeter and stuff, she says, yep, everything's shaped like a ship. Everything is shaped like a ship. (laughs) Yep. And it it was in reference to a show that we were watching and one of them said something about, yep, everything's making sure everything's ship shaped. And then as I as we were tucking you in, that's what I thought of. So, everything's yep. uh, shaped like her, a ship. Yep, everything sure looks shaped like a ship over here. So now we always say shaped like a ship. Um, what else, what was the other thing? Like disposable thumbs, electric lights. I'm sure there's more, but those are just three. So, mm-hmm. but they're just so a part of our everyday. Like, because yep. I, I was thinking about it today and laughing because I was actually mixing myself like an electric. Uh, see, uh, I just did it. it. <laughs> I meant to actually say electrolyte drink, mm-hmm. but it just comes out electric lights. <laughs> I just can't. So, Mildred, yep. thank you for giving us our own language, and yep. thank you for tucking me in and securing the the securing the perimeter. Yeah, I actually I feel like there's I feel like there's people that are we've talked about this people that are pet owners and people that are pet parents or like they're part of the family. And I feel like a lot of pet parents speak for their animals. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a thing. It's yeah, yeah, a lot of people do it. We're definitely we're definitely not yeah. alone in that. So, so if you so shout out if you speak for your animals because our animals are definitely a part of our fam. For sure. <laughs> Got anything else? Nope, I think that's it. All right. On one random side note, maybe I'll post a link to this too. There's actually a very good. Um, last week tonight with John Oliver mm-hmm. about homeschooling. It's a good one, yeah. And I remember sending it to Winnie, and she had seen it. Um, and he goes over um, the pro the the businesses that own these curriculums, what they're kind of like, what they are guided by, and at the end of it, talks kind of how we talked, where like homeschooling itself is not inherently bad, but the curriculum that you have needs to be vetted yeah because there's a lot of them out there that are not going to prepare your children that think the way i think you think they are you know what i mean and it um it was interesting to find out like i didn't know it's homeschooling is illegal in germany and like stuff like that and i'm like yeah. oh wow like i just get so used to what you're you, you get so used to what you're mm-hmm. used to and it's such a like normal yeah. thing here now and i'm like oh yeah that's right it's not like the same everywhere <laughs> yeah. yeah so definitely worth the watch maybe we'll throw a link up to that too because it's a really good video that i think lines up with a lot of Mm -hmm. um obviously the subject matter today so but with that being said if you enjoyed what you listened to feel free to buy us a pickle 
or a coffee at buymecoffee.com slash digging up the dug. Enjoy our episode visuals and Mildred related content on Instagram at digging up the Duggers pod. And of course, if you would like to send us any snail mail, we do have a PO box five, nine, seven, three Glendale, Arizona, eight, five, three, one, two. Go watch somebody feed Phil. It's so good.